Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Cooler Show. Listen, I know we've been a little all over the place lately, um, but you know what? As most of you know, I'm a teacher and school's out for summer. So um, we're going to be doing a little reboot. We're going to be going back to school come September. Um, So for now, in this episode, you're going to be hearing some extra, extra credit where I'm with Matt and Mike, and we're going to talk about uh, what's going on currently in wrestling. Um, In September, we will return with a new format, um, if you will, and we're a little undecided, and that's okay. Uh, We're still going to be giving out homework. We're still going to be talking about what's going on in wrestling currently, um, but we're hoping to come to you guys on a weekly basis. Um, I hope you guys are excited for it because because we definitely are. Uh, so with that being said, as you know, I'm Nick, extra cooler. Like I said, I'm here with Matt and Mike. Um, and uh, let's talk about what's in the cooler. So I just got back from vacation. I go to Rhode Island with my family every year. And I came out, came home with some uh, nice 16 ounce cans of Narragansett fresh, fresh catch excuse me. It's a, uh, citrus session ale and, uh, sold on merit and it's got a nice lobster on the can. And, uh, yeah, it's nothing special, but it just reminds me of vacation and summertime. I get it every year. I bring it home every year. So, uh, Mike, what's in your cooler? Hey, Nick, uh, what's in my (laughs) cooler? Um, um, well I have, I just got this from, our uh, beer supermarket called Halftime around the neighborhood. I got from Pipeworks Brewing Company, one of my favorite brewing companies uh, in Chicago. Uh, I got the Ala Salute. Ala Salute. Nice. It's an Italian style Pilsner. I'm in a big Pilsner mood uh, the past uh, month or so, you know, in the summer. You're, you're, and you're a big Italian guy. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know it. Ala Salute, man. Uh, <laughs> So it's got a lot of horses on there. Nice horses. I love it. You know, uh, sold uh, big horse yeah. guy apparently too. It's it's yeah. I am. I'm a Colts fan. So there you go. Uh, uh, I yeah. see. How it's you know. all coming together. It's all coming together. Uh, oh man, Matt. Yeah. What do you, Matt? Sorry, I'm cutting you off because uh, we don't want to talk about the Colts, and I don't want to make you cry and talk about Carson Wentz. So, uh, Matt, what's in your cooler? Here's where I enter my 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo trade to the Colts line. And uh, cheers. <laughs> so I went to a summer staple for us all. I have some 21st Amendment Hell or High Watermelon, uh, the best watermelon beer out there. Yes. And um, absolutely. It's that seasonal release, 4.9%. Cheers, guys. Love it. Oh, yep. hell yeah. One of my faves. So as I said, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, If you're listening to this, chances are you follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Extra Cooler. And um, this week, I'm going to be giving out some homework adjacent, if you will, a very short homework. Uh, I want to talk about SummerSlam, 
because I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I, uh, every year when it's like one of the big four pay-per-views, I like to go back and watch some of my favorite matches. I do this at WrestleMania time. I do this around the Royal rumble and I do it at a uh, SummerSlam time. So what I want to know is I want to know, um, what's your go-to SummerSlam match to help build the excitement or hype for the event? Uh, Mike, I already know what you're going to say, but uh, I-, I want you to tell everybody what your go-to match is. Yeah, you know it. Uh, my favorite wrestler of all time, Mr. Perfect. So uh, I know it's probably a lot of guy, a lot of people's uh, favorite match, but it's uh, Mr. Perfect versus Bret Hart at the 1991 SummerSlam. SummerSlam, of course. You know, we're talking about SummerSlam. It's got to be SummerSlam. It's, but, uh, it, it's yeah. it, when we when we talk about this event, uh, it's really sad that Jim's not with us because this is the like one of the first WWF pay per views that we watched, and yeah. it features Stu Hart. So we're we're yeah. lacking Jim's Stu Hart impersonation right yeah. now. I was going to say, does a hell of a Stu Hart <laughs> if you haven't listened to us before. And this match is actually uh, Ted. Uh, from wrestling for sale, this is his his favorite wrestling match uh, of all time. He thinks it's it's the greatest, um, and I'd have to agree. W- what do you guys like about this match? Well, you have to tell us why that came up with Ted. So uh, yeah, hit us with it. Who me? Yeah, you. You want me to tell you? Yeah, uh, uh, he talked about, he talked about it on uh, an episode of Cheap Heat, I believe. Right? They had like a roundtable discussion where they talked about the greatest wrestling match. Yes, and. Uh, and he talked about how how this is the the greatest, and it's got such great storytelling. And the fact that it's like a mid card match or con- mm-hmm. you know, mid card match makes it that much better. I think best intercontinental title match of all time. I gotta say, yeah, I'd probably agree. I would probably agree better than uh, Bulldog Brett at Wembley Stadium, which we just covered in our last yeah. episode. Um, and I'd even put it above, you know, I'm a Shawn Michaels guy, but I'd put it above him and Razor uh, in the latter match. Yeah, so that's... maybe I had my stories crossed here, Nick. I thought that this was a result of a conversation that we had at the first pop-up shop in Brooklyn because you had the illustrated the SummerSlam 91 Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect and were selling the print. Uh, yes. at, the, at the first pop-up. So I thought it came from there. So I apologize for putting you on the spot in the wrong no. way, but, uh, but yeah, no, he suggested that I made that for the first pop-up, the first pop-up. I was lucky enough to be, uh, the only other vendor besides him at that. And, uh, he suggested that I make a piece of artwork with those two guys. And, uh, actually I, I say this often, but shout out stat guy, Greg, cause he purchased that uh, piece of artwork. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that match. And you can't go wrong if you go back and watch that uh, SummerSlam 1991, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title. Matt, what's your go-to? Man, so uh, I went back and forth heavy with this one. And TLC1 from 2000 was on my list all the way up until probably about one o'clock in the afternoon today. Uh, it's close to nine now, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swapped it out for a match that we were in the house for. So in 2017, there was that fatal four way in Brooklyn 
Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. And man, I watched it again today, and that's what put me over the top. This thing is action-packed from bell to bell. There's complete chaos happening. There's people going through tables. There's literal ch- like chairs from around ringside, not the the folding chairs that you would normally see, but an office chair that the announcers are sitting at Braun Strowman tosses at Joe from across from probably 12 feet away, hits him right in the head. Like this, this thing was insane. Braun ends up bleeding Brock exits on a stretcher comes back in and, you know, spoiler alert wins the match, but Holy (laughs) hell, this thing is absolutely incredible. The crowd is at a fever pitch the entire time. And sure. I give it some extra points for us being in the house for it, but, Oh man, this, this was wild for sure. Yeah. I remember that so clearly, uh, you know, Brock getting carted off into the back and then you you knew he was going to come back, but, um, this was the moment. in the right. heat of the moment, and I thought it was like, all right, here we go. We're getting a new champ. This is going to be awesome. Who took who took the pinfall in this? Oh, I don't man. remember. I Sorry, say, I'm putting him on the spot. I want to say it was Braun. No, I yeah. think it was Joe, actually. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. But um, you know what? It, when you think about it, it was it was Roman Reigns. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. I think because they were trying to build Braun at the time, this was like peak Braun Strowman. I feel like um, this was when like most people were really like behind him, even though the guy like had two moves at the time. Um, now he's got three, um, but uh, now he's got zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. That's a great match. I've got to go back and watch that. Like you said, we were there for that uh, and we were going nuts. Oh man. Yeah, it was, uh, we were, upper deck at this point, I think, cause this was early on. And, yes. Uh, but before you extra cooler took off. Um, but yeah, this, this one, I don't think we sat down. I don't think the entire arena sat down from entrance no. to bell. It was, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I wish we could go back. I wish yeah. we lived, <laughs> lived in Vegas, but anyway, I'm going to go to go to mine. My go-to SummerSlam match. This is hard. Um, I've got to pick a Shawn Michaels match. And, and for me, it's uh, Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan at uh, SummerSlam 2005. I went back and forth with, uh, do I go with a serious match or a ridiculous match? Um, and I thought about Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at SummerSlam, which is a great match, unsanctioned. But Hogan versus Shawn Michaels, you've got, uh, you know, the guy that everyone around our age loved as a kid versus my my second favorite guy, Shawn Michaels. Um, and it's just like, it's the most outrageous match I've, I think I've ever seen. Uh, Shawn sells everything over the top. Um, you know, I don't think Shawn ever has over a the top is putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> it's to me, it's like, it's a must watch. He, he literally sold it over the ro- over the rope, yeah. over the top rope a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like the, between the flops and the, the over exaggeration of every like joke of a move that Hogan uh, tries to put on him. It's, it's so good. The back scratches and, uh, <laughs> and Hogan ends up bleeding like a stuck pig the entire yes match too. what is a yes. stuck pig <laughs> <laughs> I guess serious question 
We could have to pull that up on Urban Dictionary. We could save that for later, Um, Michael. I think it's a little uh, little, little rated R here for uh, (laughs) the extra cooler show. Or a family show, damn it. If if you're looking to get excited about SummerSlam because maybe the current stuff in uh, the world of, of WWF, uh, sorry, WWE is getting you down, uh, I recommend going back and, and watching either one of these matches or all three. Uh, so, again, just to recap, we've got Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect at SummerSlam 1991. We've got uh, SummerSlam 2017 main event in Brooklyn, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe, which actually those two matches are both in New York because um, Hart and Perfect is uh, what MSG, right? And uh, Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2005 if you want something extremely outrageous. So, uh, yeah. Uh, hope you guys everybody. enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the origin story of Supercell Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So at this time, I'm going to uh, hand it over to the man who who likes to dish out the extra credit. And uh, Matt, it's all yours. Ooh, baby. The Extra Cooler Show is a proud member of the Pod Foundation. The Pod Foundation is a partnership between ourselves, the Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Pyramid Wrestling. We're committed to bringing wrestling fans everywhere the best content possible and sharing our love for all things pro wrestling. Follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram and Twitter to interact with us and stay up to date with everything happening with all of our shows. Welcome back to an abridged version, a new version, a different version of your extra credit for this week. So we will take you through the top three stories from the extra cooler top three for the week uh, that was in wrestling. So let's dive right in. Let's get to the fun stuff because Nick said it in the uh, the last segment. WWE is certainly feeling like a drag recently with everything that's happening. So let's let's jump over to AEW. How are you guys enjoying the uh, the labors of Jericho now? So we've gotten some really cool stuff. Um, Sean Spears started it off. Nick Gage in a death match on national television, which is pretty pretty awesome. And then return of Juventud Guerrera. So what do you? How have you guys been uh, enjoying some AEW and the labors of Jericho? It's man, I I, I said from the get go that I. I had a hard time in the beginning getting into AEW. I've always been a WWE mark um, ever since WrestleMania seven. That's, that's been my baby. Uh, I, I never, never went away from it. Not even during the Monday night wars. I couldn't get into WCW. Um, so in the beginning I had a hard time. And a lot of those guys that signed early on, they were in S's for suplex when I was illustrating that, but man, <laughs> Outside of uh, what we're going to talk about next, this is the best story going on in in AEW and one of the best stories in professional wrestling. I mean, how cool is it? Like this week, you know, you're looking at things and you're like, okay, how is he going to lose to to Wardlow with MJF as the ref? I I have no clue how it's going to happen, but, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, he's pulled it off each time. So kind of reminds me of uh, almost when Stone Cold was facing like dude love with uh, a McMahon as the referee. Like how's yeah. Stone Cold going to pull it off, man? <laughs> right. 
Man, well, for me, this this certainly just sets you up for a new surprise each week. And MJF, of course, being a heat magnet coming out into the crowd where you actually see people like literally right on top of him yeah. and kicking and cursing and screaming and posters ripping. And man, like they they are hitting a home run with this storyline and turning MJF into this just insane, insane heel. And I absolutely love it. And Jericho now being on the, the face side and being, you know, that, that baby face, good guy is, uh, is refreshing is, is, is cool to see. And him pulling this off again is, uh, you know, just goes another way to show why Jericho is very, very high on the, the list of, yes. uh, you know, wrestling goats, if you will, <laughs> without a doubt, being able to reinvent himself over and over and over again is, uh, is exciting. And even mm-hmm. he's done it a couple times in AEW, just in the time that they've been there. So super, super exciting. And, uh, I'm interested to see where this all ends. If you guys were to take a guess, what do you think the fifth labor will be now? By the time this comes out, we may already know, but any inclinations of where you think they could go? Mm. I'm at a complete loss. I have no clue. The only thing that they haven't done. (laughs) No, the only thing that they haven't done is, you know, and listen, I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit it. I'm not going to sound, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm an AEW mark. You know, it's, it's new to me. Um, But I love it. Um, You know, looking at, at everything so far, the only thing they haven't done is a handicap match. I don't know if they go down that road. I I have no clue what to expect, Uh, but it's been awesome. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's going to be a big surprise at the end and it may be somebody that we've known mm. from the past and could be, could be some fun here, but uh, I'm certainly interested to see where, where that one heads, but let's move off to another AEW story here. And Malachi black man, starting off with Cody Rhodes going through and pretty much destroying him, dismantling him. <laughs> Cody made him look like he was the biggest thing to walk into AEW since himself in the first episode. Uh, totally. And man, at the end of it, you get a little Cody retirement tease, Ugh. taking some boots off in the middle of the ring. That take it or like, leave it. Yeah, it was Cody. just kind of like, come on, Cody. Is that really necessary? <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Coming back in though, and he catches another black mass from right. Malachi Black, and man, they're they're setting this up to continue to go. So, man, I, I know I've talked about Malachi and and Alistair or Tommy End or whatever the hell he's going to call himself, but it has me fully invested. And right now, that is the storyline of storylines for me, and it's probably even I'm with you. surpassed. Roman Reigns in the storytelling that's happening on SmackDown, which has been what I think has been really good for the last almost year. Cause we're yes. approaching Roman one at or took yeah. the title SummerSlam last year. Right. So yeah. we're around that time. So we're coming up on it and uh, man, I'm just so enthralled with, with everything that's happening. No, it's awesome. Uh, and anybody that's listening to this podcast has probably already listened to the uh, Tommy and Malachi Black interview on uh, Jericho's podcast. And if you haven't, you have to go back and listen to it because it just makes me like this guy uh, even more. And it makes me like happy to be a wrestling fan and just mm-hmm. to hear his psychology behind everything. Um, you know, it's awesome. Um, the only question I have is... <laughs> Our statement, man, if my real life name was Cody, I would not use that as my wrestling name. Uh, Cody. I don't know. 
I guess it makes me think of, I guess it makes me think of uh, step by step uh, with Cody. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry to go down that. Any step by step fans out there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're not an Al fan, I don't know. You might want to stop listening. That's right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to take us there. But the retirement tease was really Cody, corny. Cody works. Yeah, no, Cody of course works. It, it, it works. But the retirement tease just kind of like pissed me off unless if, he's trying to get heat. In, if he if he didn't get that second kick and Black didn't come in and take him out again and right. then hold the boot up i was waiting for him to like smell it i thought it was really friggin' weird but anyway (laughs) (laughs) i you know if it wasn't for that i think it would have totally lost me but it it feels a bit self-serving for cody but it you know has almost come to expect that at this point so i if it continues and he comes out next week i'm sure and throws some microphones around and whines like a baby and you know is able to garner some heat maybe and continue yeah. down this path and Alice that uh, whoa and Malachi black turns into this Uber baby face rock and roll, man. I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah. All right. Let's head off to story number two, which is a bit more somber here where we have some WWE releases to talk about, man. It feels like every episode we've got another one to talk about. And this one started off massive with something that I think is completely out of left field. And I don't believe that anybody really expected to see Bray Wyatt's name come across the table. Not even any of the wrestlers. Right. Right. They seem seem shocked on a random Saturday. We get the classic (laughs) future endeavors tweet out of WWE with Bray Wyatt's name attached. And Man. This one is like, this one is really tough. You know, like when they released Braun, I was never a big Braun fan, but I remember being like, what? This guy was like in your title picture, you know, not too long ago. <laughs> at um, WrestleMania. <laughs> right. At WrestleMania. Um, but, but Bray, man, like they just kept, it's like they couldn't figure out how to capitalize on this guy and they kept screwing him over, over and over and over again. So my... <laughs> It's it's appropriate that now we're talking about it after Malachi Alistair Black, but it feels like WWE is taking away these uber creative minds and somebody that is so deep into their character. And it's essentially taking away the character building of some of my personal favorites. Like, yeah. 2013, 2014, when Bray was coming up and the whole Wyatt family, like that, that whole thing sucked me in again. And it was influential for me coming back into, into wrestling again. And just that cult leader, that Wyatt family, just yeah, the, something the craziness new, something was, fresh. yeah. And it seemed so in depth and nuanced and just little things that you can look at and be like, oh shit that's awesome and pick it apart. And it's not just the straightforward storytelling of this guy doesn't like that guy because he spit on his wife or something stupid like that. Right. So it, to me, these characters and these people that are so meticulous about it, or at least have that reputation, because I don't know anything about what's really happening and going on, but it seems like they're taking away those Uber creatives and just allowing this shitty storytelling to continue. And it's, it, this one bummed me out, man. Like straight up bummed me out. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. This is this one was like heartbreaking because the Fiend character is awesome. It was so, like you said that the the original Bray Wyatt like in NXT and then when he first came up with the Wyatt family was incredible. But then for him to like reincarnate himself as the Fiend and that whole mm-hmm. character, it was super like okay, what's next? What's next? Fun what's house. next? Yeah. Uh and Kiwi vibes adjacent man. <laughs> it just so- sucks. And it said, they said budgetary reasons. And I, I don't know, it's hard to wrap my brain around it. I know that you've, you've probably listened to Chick Foley and, and the Chick Foley show, break it all down and, and all of that. Um, but it just, man, it feels, feels weird. So if you haven't already gone out and listened to it, Sam Roberts last week on his Monday show, put out a, like, kind of like a Bray Wyatt retrospective and it was really well done uh he he took you through the entire front to back of his career and the progression of the character and just how detailed and nuanced it was and it it's uh, i believe it's over an hour but it's well worth the time and it was really impactful for me and i was sitting there driving this past weekend uh just listening to it like bumming me out (laughs) so uh, yeah. let's, let's move off to something a little bit more forward thinking. And, um, he's posted on his Twitter bio and Instagram bio, I believe it was of cult of Wyndham coming soon. And also an Instagram post of what looks like a, a, a sketch drawing of a mask with, you can't kill it. So there's obviously something, something is next. And I'm assuming yeah. there's a 90 day clause in there, but if you were to choose if you were Bray Wyatt, where would you want to go and why? Man, I <laughs> if WWE wanted to make things right, what they would do is they would have him, you know, pop up at SummerSlam or, mm-hmm. or in NXT. Uh, but I, I don't Just, see that happening. I can't see it. No, Just be like, I don't. Bray Wyatt was released, not The Fiend. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I mean, where... AEW or bust at this point. I mean, as much as I love Bray, I don't know what he's going to do for the other companies. Um, right. Maybe it'll get some momentary eyes on them, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, think about Bray in New Japan. Right. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I've got we've got some other things to talk about. So let's get off of Bray and some more somber NXT released 12 people this past week and really still surprising head scratching. And I, you know, I I'll save the whole list from you, but Bronson Reed was the one that led the, led the yes. way for me, Bobby fish, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Tyler Rust, who just was in this diamond mine faction that, I just, you know, a few weeks ago I said yeah. I was interested in it. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> no. totally out, totally out. I don't know what they'll do uh, moving forward with them, but I'm totally out of out of it on this one. But man, what what do you guys expect to see from NXT moving forward? Like, is well, this this ominous bad feeling that I'm getting? No, you know, here's the thing. I, w, uh, WWE has always made it feel like NXT is like their minor leagues. Right. So like, I feel like there's so many guys who have kind of come in and like had that tryout and they just go and you don't know that they're gone. I think we know about a lot of these cuts, 
because of like the Bronson Reed, Bobby Fish, and uh, you know Mercedes Martinez being involved in the release. Um, the other names, I don't know. They never really did anything for me. But how about this one? I got something for you because we just talked about two people that were involved in two of the three biggest factions in the company in wrestling in the last what decade. And now WWE cannot tap into that ever again. There's no more undisputed era because Bobby fish is gone. There's no more Wyatt family for obvious reasons. And then obviously Moxley's in AEW, So there's no more shield. It's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. And there's on the other side of the, the uh, other side of the dial, <laughs> so to speak, you've got right. a super heavy faction oriented, right. You know, yeah. Lead federation, whatever the correct word is. In right. AEW. So I don't know. It's uh, I'm, I'm the future of NXT is certainly uneasy for me. And that's coming oh from somebody that has been, NXT number one for, for years. Same, um, totally. Um, Think and, about the, 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 I don't want to like steal anything away from you as you lead us through this, but the, the rumors going around, you know, yep. go, go there, please. So Adam Cole is contract has technically expired and he signed a three month extension that allows him to continue and finish up this storyline with Kyle O'Reilly just two weeks away at this point at takeover 36. Um, apparently the rumors are that he went to raw in Tampa for a face-to-face meeting with Vince McMahon, which apparently went over swimmingly with Vince that Vince is now loving him and what they can do. And there were pitches for both SmackDown and raw from a creative perspective as to what they would do with him if they moved him up. Um, you know, out of NXT. So for me, it's a foregone, foregone conclusion that he's done with NXT. Uh, There's other rumors out there that he has already turned down multiple contracts with NXT and he has said no, or with WWE in general and has said no and no and no over and over and over again. Obviously there's that bullet club connection. More importantly, his longtime girlfriend is Britt Baker and is over at AEW with all his friends and all of the built in storylines that he can waltz into AEW and just it feels like a far gone conclusion, man. You know, it does. But at the same time, look at like uh, Zelina Vega and uh, Alistair and Alistair. Sorry, I'm going to keep calling for that for a while. But uh, Malachi, you know, he went over to AEW. No problem. Um, Man. You, you learned and you know, I didn't say it earlier, but you learned in that Jericho interview that it was heartbreaking oh, for yeah. Zelina. Oh, totally. Because right. she signed when he was still there or re-signed right. when, she, when he right. was still there. And then, right. poof. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, I I love a good faction. An Undisputed Era is is my favorite faction that's come yes. in wrestling since since like the early like inception of, of DX with Sean triple H and China and, and Rick rude. Um, you know, Adam Cole has been outside of what Roman Reigns is doing right now. Maybe Seth Rollins, Adam Cole has been my favorite guy in wrestling. Um, he's awesome. And, you know, I, I hope, I think it would be awesome to send him to SmackDown and throw him right into, or work his way into the intercontinental title picture. Um, but I, I don't know. I, if I'm Cole, 
I stay the hell away because that's yeah. it. That's oh, his totally. cap. There's nowhere else. Like I can't see him. Picture 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 Adam Cole in the right. ring with Roman Reigns. No, you can't. It, it, you can't. It, it just it. You know, what they need to, to do is they need to put him on like Raw and have. Um, you know, somehow shift things there. around. No, <laughs> no, not have him rot. But like, think about it. Like you put him on raw and you, you start to move these bigger guys like Bobby Lashley out of the picture eventually. And, you know, maybe Cole and there's AJ Styles. And maybe if there's a draft or whatever they call it, uh, you know, maybe Balor makes his way over to raw. I don't know. And maybe you got these bigger monster looking dudes over on SmackDown where I don't know. I'm just trying to make yeah. a way for it to work because I love the guy I so know. much. And what's gonna and honestly, but but you say that, but what's gonna happen if he goes to AEW? You know, there's so many guys involved, you know. But there's like the the ongoing the ongoing shtick on being the elite is they're they're dead friends and they're referring to uh Adam Cole and essentially uh Marty Skrull. So I can't I, I can't admit to watching every single BTE, but man, like it's it, it, right. it slides right in and you've got another five-star machine that yes. slides right in and is on the wrestling show, not the sports entertainment show and right. can put out bangers with whomever he walks in the ring with and oh, yeah. has this major bravado and major crowd participation, baby. Like just right. everything is, man, the first time I went to a ring of honor show at Hammerstein brawl ballroom and Cole was the champion going up against Bobby fish in the, in the main event and the crowd participation participation there for me, which was my first, like outside of WWE show um, was, was incredible. And it sucked me in. So I, I can't wait for, I think that the chains to come off and to him to slide into the perfect BTE world, so to speak of, of AEW man. And like, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around him willingly signing with WWE and wanting to meddle right. in the mid card. Cause I just don't see him standing next to what is it? Mass man right. that always says yeah. the Randy, the Randy Orton test, like standing next to Randy yeah. Orton, you got to right. look like somebody right. that can, you know, right. can go up against Randy Orton. No. So I'm at the end you. of the day for us to suspend our disbelief as fans, the guy needs to look like he yeah. can actually hold his own in a match against a bunch of monsters. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. My, I just don't see my other thing, my other thing is we can sit here and talk about Cole all we want, but I'm going to have the most sour taste in my mouth if Cole goes on top of everything else that's happened and Pete Dunn, whose contract is reportedly also up. Yep. If he's gone, those if those two guys go, like Ugh. outside of Roman Reigns, how do you enjoy the current product? I mean, the current product. I was so I, I was I super, super yeah. excited after Money in the Bank. I was like, this is awesome. There's a lot of fresh stuff they're putting out there. SummerSlam is going to be awesome. And then they go and do all this. And I'm like deflated. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm having a hard time getting into SummerSlam. Um, and it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. I'm not worried about that. It's the shows that lead up to it that that have me a little worried. Um, can I just talk about one more thing before Please we do. move on to the next thing? Because we didn't, we didn't, <laughs> and I made a post about this. For anybody that follows Extra Cooler, um, we're talking about all these releases. And there was one release that didn't really stand out. 
and Mike texted us and, that Ric Flair was released. I thought nothing of that. Screw it. it just, what's he do anyway? Like, no, I don't really care. I don't need to see him on my TV. Then my head started to think this week. I'm like, oh, okay. So Cena's probably not going to win because you'd imagine if Cena were to beat Reigns, you know, he would surpass Flair, right? And they right. would have some sort of big celebration. I mean, not that I thought Cena would win anyway. And then I'm sitting there and and I talked about on previous weeks and on the Chick Foley show how uh, I've been doing work for uh, Chalkline all summer. Um, and <laughs> the project that I've been working on, and I posted this, is uh, recreating the, the poster for the Royal Rumble 1992. Um, and Ric Flair won that Royal Rumble. And I sent Matt an updated piece of artwork and he said, oh my God, does Ric Flair's release affect this at all? And I, my jaw dropped. So I immediately, you know, hit up Chalkline and they confirmed it, that it does. And that jacket is out the window. So I'm yeah. super bummed. I'm going to go I've and mute and cry now. <laughs> Friggin' Flair. Yeah. So Flair, you know what you can do? You can go take those garbage shirts that are up on pro wrestling tees. You can turn them sideways. And that's all I'm going to say, you know, because that that work right there, you know, I know some artists have worked on it and people have worked on them, but that's not that's like generic BS. Uh, you know, you could have had better, Rick. Um, I and, feel uh, bad when for we're you. Off you the air, so I'll tell hard. you. He worked so hard when, on that already. When we're off the air, when we're off the air, I'll uh, I'll tell you another story about another artist who uh, I love who who told me a similar story today. Um, but yeah, anyway, enough about the releases. Ric Flair, you can uh, you can go woo yourself. <laughs> all right. So if you're if you're Tony Khan, my last question on all these releases: If you're Tony Khan and you can only have one of the big free agents right now, this includes the what sounds like is already official CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole. Do we throw Lesnar in there? Braun Strowman, do they make the cut? Pick, pick one, Mike hit me. Yeah. A hundred percent. My, my uh, answer is Adam Cole. Whoa. hundred percent. Cause he's like, you know, he's, it was exciting. He's probably the youngest guy out of them too, out of all these guys. Um, you know, like Brian Danielson, he's how much is he going to work? Really? Uh, Punk is old. He's yeah, I don't know what you're going to get with him. Uh, Adam Cole is just he's he's fresh. He's, you know, he's been having all these awesome matches in NXT. And I think he slides right in and AEW, no problem. Oh. That's the guy I would pick. All right, Nick, hit me. Man, you know, I think Mike's reasons are all really good and they make sense. Uh, <laughs> Punk would only work if you have cult of personality, which I've been saying week after week. But I think the biggest shock, because we, we assume Punk's going to happen. We assume Daniel Bryan's going to happen. We kind of assume that Bray Wyatt's going to happen. We assume if Cole's contract runs out, he's going to happen. But how crazy would it mm -hmm. be? If Brock Lesnar shows up in AEW, that would be the ultimate, like, what the hell is going on right now? Um, that would be bigger than Malachi Black. That would be bigger than. Oh, of uh, course. 
uh, Andre or Andrade, whatever Jr. called him. Uh, <laughs> but they got him too. That's right. He's right. Awesome but too. If if he, I think if you go and you if you're Tony Khan, you are throwing all the money at Brock Lesnar. So I was I was hesitant <laughs> to even add his name. For me, for me, it's it's all about crossover appeal it's all about mainstream it's all about brian danielson and the yes chant and everything else that comes along with him putting him which with has had the the moment of wrestlemania moments in as long as we can remember I, I, since since the hogan days probably right mm-hmm. so that yeah. wrestlemania 30 moment yeah. and the yes chant just breaking out at every sporting event across the world. What feels like over the last 10 years Mm -hmm. or so adding him to the mix, allowing him to do the new Japan, allowing him to come in and stir up that draw to me is, is the when the one that pays you back the most sure. Punk is going to be incredible. Having him come in gets us, super marks it gets us that have been super into it and can look hey he hasn't been on our televisions outside of some us ufc getting his ass kicked in the last you know six seven years whatever it is like brian danielson is the one that puts that needle up and i nick you're not wrong with brock lesnar that's a big one too but that's a big one for your your wrestling community i think yes daniel bryan clicks it up a little a little bit more but no, they're all good answers. It's really, you there know, is no wrong answer. Maybe no. punch drumming. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> so, and, and, and Mike, you're right. It, maybe we, maybe we get all of them uh, out of the big four with punk, Daniel, Bryan, Wyatt yeah. and Cole, who, who knows, but uh, man, it's exciting time to be, you know, looking around the, the wrestling landscape and where things can, can ultimately change. And, uh, listen, hearing- man, I was, I was uh, sorry to cut yeah. you off. I was like, I was all in on wrestling during the attitude era and WCW never fully pulled me in like the way that AEW is pulling me in right now. Ooh. And I don't know if it's because WWE feels like it's, uh, going back to those WrestleMania 11 days of, of dog shit matches. Um, but, Man, they're, they're pulling me in. I love it. Love to hear it. All right. So let's move off and let's move to story number one from the week. And this will be our last episode before we hit some SummerSlam 2021. So how are we feeling? I feel like we've already kind of established the fact that WWE has been a downer. And I think that we we have seven matches on the card already. Um, as of Tuesday evening, the 10th and man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you look at the card and you're like, this is going to be good. This is, this is going to be a, a, (laughs) I don't know what you two are like sign languaging to each other. (laughs) I blame Mike. He loves to do, he loves to do this. Um, but, but but I'm telling him to text me because I can't figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, For those of you listening, Mike is the king of trying to mouth things. He just like held his hands up in front of the screen. Like he was signaling for Matt to go make him a sandwich. I'm a great yeah, that's lip what I thought. I'm, I'm going to eat so, a lip sinker, man. I'm going to eat yeah. a cheeseburger. That's what I yeah. thought that, that was. I'm going so, to eat a cheeseburger. When you back to SummerSlam, you look at the card and and all of the matches are are going to be good. 
these are going to be good matches. Um, and I think it's just going to be another event that we go into, like not super, super interested in, but you know, it's, it's going to live up to it. And it's a Saturday night. Like, right. That's right. kind of oh, crazy. Yeah. And then we get takeover on Sunday and I, I, you know, takeover feels like the, the build hasn't been as direct no. as it's been in the past where you're weeks out and you already know what's coming. And, you know, there's, there's certainly going to be entertaining things. And the, the end of Adam Cole, I think is evident, but w- whether he sticks with WWE or not. Um, so, I mean, it should be fun. Joe and, um, Carrying cross. We'll see how Jeff Hardy's worn him down and <laughs> see if Joe can take advantage. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm hoping man, my girl, uh, Dakota will take yes, the yes. women's and I, title. And I know Mike is super pumped for Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, man, that, that felt like a good turn and seeing that happen in, yes. in real, uh, real time and, and watching that come about, I thought was, was cool. And, you know, they sprinkled in that it was coming uh, for a couple of weeks now, but, man to see it actually come to fruition was really cool so i i'm, I'm backing that one too but man it, Golden, it should can be I a go fun weekend for sure yeah please do because there's only one thing when i look at this card that could really piss people off and i think we all know what it is and it's if goldberg, goldberg. Wins. if and nobody i don't know if there's He's anybody gonna out there oh, that's God. like that's huge lashley fans but the only thing to do is put that title on goldberg if you're going to have Biggie cash in bingo, I was about to um, say the same thing. It's going to happen. And the only reason it's going to happen is to see big meaty men I, slapping meat. I, <laughs> and I hope, I hope that to get that title on Biggie is the only reason they do yeah. it because, because Goldberg is dog shit. He's always been dog shit. He sucks. Whether it was when he had, uh, you know, when he could actually get a guy up for, for two and a half, seconds versus a, a quick uh, how about that point, spear point on suplex. mvp the slowest spear oh, oh, man. Awful. <laughs> that looks terrible yeah. nobody My wants God. to see your kid in your storyline all right we already got enough dominic mysterio on our tv uh it, it, this guy sucks he's always sucked <laughs> all right do i need to keep ranting about it you guys <laughs> i'm gonna hold on wait you know how you feel. i'm gonna have another one while you rant go ahead let them know how you yeah, feel man. exactly yeah. Uh, by the way, Goldberg sucks. <laughs> he sucked back in the late nineties. <laughs> he still sucks. Um, anyway, uh, no, but I'm looking forward to it. Like edge edge Rollins. Is this finally going to be outside of edge winning the rumble? Uh, and, and I guess he, he beat Randy Orton in, in one of those matches somewhere along the line, but feels like it's been a while that edge has taken a, taken a win. So, uh, that's going to be a great match. It's a good storyline um, too. That yeah, it does. That, uh, feud. And then of course you can't go wrong. With Reigns versus Cena. I heard. I heard the rumor is that Cena like asked to do more shows and like the the guy's just he's the man. What, I love John what, Cena. I'm enjoying with Cena right now is seeing the like uh, the dark matches that are happening yes. after raw. Like he showed right. up on raw last night. I with, saw yeah. that. Like, I think the wrestling classic dropped it and uh, showed a video of it today yeah. on Instagram. And it was him coming out and giving uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, a big old hug in the middle of yeah. the ring and he watching was... Randy Orton sell it was yeah. absolutely hilarious. Yeah. So felt like I... the curtain call part uh, too. <laughs> And Cena. that's not even on the card yet. Anything no. with Orton and Riddle and uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions maybe being involved? I don't know. 
yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll it's we'll gonna see. be there's, fun you know there's we're, already we're one ch- there's already one tag championship match on here so i don't yeah. think there's room for another <laughs> one but uh, <laughs> but uh, man we'll we'll see i i'm i'm excited for the weekend I, i'm yes. excited for both shows you know and maybe it, uh we could get an intercontinental title match on there that would be nice yeah <laughs> the guy defend defend that it. thing man come on <laughs> So, uh, speaking of not defending, and I know that there's a shattered nose that goes along with it, but you got to imagine, you got to imagine Damian Priest is going to take that title off of Sheamus. Which is kind of cool. Like, I mean, Damian Priest has had a nice build since he came up. Right. You know, everybody's, everybody is all over like, oh, NXT guys, when they come up, they, they, they flounder and they, they flop, but. That's not really the case. Look at like Drew McIntyre. Look at uh, Bianca Belair. You know, Damian Priest. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. Roman Reigns, <laughs> Seth Rollins. Like everybody wants to look at these guys that come up and you can't, every guy can't be a success. Every guy can't be a, a world champion. Uh, my, it's just. My observation for this though is that it's the lesser known people that. Yes. You know, don't catch on. Like, right. Like while, like. What what's the word wildfire? What's right? The, I don't I don't know. The right, you see guys that are me. over like uh, right. what's the guy with the lollipop? When I can't yeah, remember. Adam Rose. Rose. Yeah, Adam Rose or Elias. No way, or, Jose. Uh, you know, no way, Jose. <laughs> uh, you know, but these then, guys are over in NXT, but but Elias was the opposite. He he had like nothing on NXT, mm-hmm. and he come up. He came up, and you know, to me, right. he's had a better main roster run than the brief one that he had on NXT. And yes, you know, it's funny you bring him That's up because he had that little uh, little vignette on this past RAW of him throwing the guitar into the fire. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll see where that character goes. But going to know, throw in one of his wrist handkerchiefs in the fire too. <laughs> <laughs> One of his eight wrist handkerchiefs. What's up with that? Nick, sorry, look down, sorry. Look down at, at your wrist. Isn't there a bunch <laughs> yeah. of uh, things on your wrist too? Yes, but they're, they're not up to my elbow. <laughs> been a kayfabe, brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did Mike K- call it? Kayfabe. <laughs> K- no, that's what it is. Oh, that's what it really is. What is <laughs> oh, kayfabe. Just, kayfabe. Kayfabe. Just don't let Joe Pesci show up again, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, All right. gets oh, man. ratings, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, pick pick one match that you uh, want to see most from this weekend. Nick, go. Oh man, that's hard. I love Edge. I love Rollins. So I'd either go there or uh, Roman Reigns, John Cena. It's Roman Reigns. Can't do wrong, man. I've been on the Reigns train since uh, you know last year around this time when he came back. Mike hit me. Uh, I was going to actually go edge and Rollins. That's, uh, you know, he's got the curb stomp versus the surgically repaired neck. It's, it's. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I am. I'm into it. Like I said before, you know, what about you? I'm going NXT and I'm going to the conclusion of Adam Cole. And I'm interested to see where they go, how they quote unquote, write him off. And uh, see yeah. him right off into the sunset to wherever he ends up in the four con- conclusion you know, of AEW. <laughs> it would be great storytelling if they could figure something out with that yeah, and keep yeah. him, and keep him with the company. Because if you remember, he had probably one of the most exciting NXT debuts totally. when he, he arrived at the end of Takeover for SummerSlam. So, yep, I don't they know. Attacked it, McIntyre, right? Uh, n- yeah. Was it McIntyre? I think it was McIntyre. 
he had just won the title from Bobby Roode, I believe. Right. I think that's what it was. Or I remember. Andrade. I don't know. Whoever it was. <laughs> it, Way to go, guys. Still, End on yeah. a high note. <laughs> right. Right. Wait. Oh, uh, man. One more thing. You think uh, Joe is going to take the NXT title? What Absolutely. Do you think? Absolutely. Without a doubt. No doubt in my mind. You've got Karrion Cross on Raw officially donezo. And I think he gets he does not get the fanfare and love that most people get as he exits NXT. Yeah. I could see that. Now, does it, does it not go on last? Is it Cole and O'Reilly? It's got Cole and O'Reilly is going to close. I think you're right. Oh, unless, if, unless, unless if uh, there's some like sour situation with Cole. I don't know. I don't know. There's a there's a little part of my brain that thinks that the Adam Cole situation keeps him in NXT and you get one hell of a super kick to Joe at the end because oh. Joe Joe choked him out. Yeah. His very first person that he laid hands on was was Joe. And, that could be uh, right. and, how, and how that would be full circle, you know, I yep. don't know. That would be a so good feud too. That's my Joe one versus Adam Cole. My one cross you my fingers at the end of the, the night. I love it. I, you do this <laughs> freaking all love the time. It. <laughs> you, you, you fantasy book something and you get me really excited. And then I'm at the edge of my seat, like waiting for it to happen. And then I text and you. Then it never and happens. happens. Yeah. And then it never, never happens. happens. <laughs> the title. Big yeah. Never in. <laughs> yeah. The credits just roll. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, man. All right. Okay. One, one last thing before we go. And I'm throwing it at you guys. Where does Finn Balor fit in in this John Cena Roman Reigns situation? Triple threat. No, I don't know. I Man. did hear the rumor of that, but there's Man. no way they do that. No, no way. way. John Cena, Cena's like can't go, but I doubt that. John Cena wins to spite Ric Flair. Then you get Finn show up at the end of it, and Finn and Cena comes about because of this whole contract signing stealing legality. Let's get uh, let's get Greg Hyde on the on the case. Yeah. <laughs> and then what but, happens to the whole Roman Reigns scenario? Then I don't know. He wrecks everyone and leaves. Yeah, Reigns <laughs> is only losing that belt if if it's a screw job, but I doubt that happens. Well, not, gentlemen, not happening yet. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, this was this was fun. Gentlemen, so, uh, gentlemen, yeah. Let's have a couple more beers, <laughs> gentlemen. So, so, look, let me just let me just recap to everybody listening. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we're going to enjoy the rest of our summer. We're going to take take a week or two off, and uh, we'll be back early September with a new episode, noon improved, extra cooler show. You know, same same deal, homework, but we're going to be offering our show every week from now on. Um, and uh, with with alternating weeks being uh, the current product, and and we're pretty exciting. We hope you enjoyed what we did tonight uh, because we had fun uh, talking about wrestling and taking dumps on certain guys named Goldberg, um, and who still sucks, and Vince McMahon. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, you know if 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 you guys are are not following the Pod Foundation, make sure you give the Pod Foundation a follow. Uh, those those guys, Turnbuckle Tavern. They do AEW better than anybody, Pyramid Wrestling, Chick Foley Show, and of course, us, the Extra Cooler Show. Uh, you can follow me at Extra Cooler. You can follow our Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. And uh, don't forget, we do have some show, uh, some shows, some shirts on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. 
backslash extra cooler show. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, do what you got to do. Uh, tell your friends about the extra cooler show. Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Cheers, fellas. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs>